Camden Hammer. Thanks for joining us again. Camden is one of the guys that hammered down firearms in Bend, Oregon, and he's been a friend of mine for what? We're going on six years. Yep. Knowing each other. Sounds about right. And his company is Hammer Down Outdoors. And one of the things he's really good at and really likes doing is coyote hunting. And so we're going to go a little deeper now and talk about why a person wants to use bird sounds on a coyote set. Yeah. Most people are educated to think that, you know, we use cottontail sounds, jackrabbit sounds, all which work great. But why do you pick a bird sound and win? So you pick a bird sound because you don't want to use things that other people are using all the time. Yeah, the cottontail and the jackrabbits work great, but that's not the only prey that coyotes eat. Coyotes eat anything, honestly. I've seen them eat baby diapers on the side of the highway. I know, and <laughs> that's one reason to hunt them right there. <laughs> also, juniper berries, you know, sometimes yep. they'll just chow on those juniper berries. Oh, yeah. I was seeing a lot of coyote droppings last year that just had those berries mixed in. I was like, huh, they will eat anything. And then blackberries. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll just graze on blackberries. Yeah. You know, whatever they can eat, yep. fill up Crickets. that belly with. Crickets, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I like the bird calls just because they will obviously eat anything that's breathing and bloody. So it's a wounded bird. I mean, that's what I like to think of as that's, that bird's been injured. It can't get off the ground and it's just easy prey for a coyote to come in and yep. grab. Absolutely. And that could be your woodpeckers, your meadow larks, your, uh, your nut hatches, um, crows, magpies, and just even, it doesn't even have to be a distress sound for the crows and magpies because they're predatory, well, not predatory, but scavenger birds. And coyotes know their sounds, and they know that when they're croaking off and they're acting all excited that they probably found a dead animal. So he should probably go check that out and steal a little bit while he can. So let's say it's the end of August, and you're going to do your first coyote set of the summer. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to start the set? So normally I would start off with my, my cottontail calls, but I a lot of times I will start off with just a woodpecker to stress. I like the woodpecker. It's my favorite bird to stress. It's my most killingest sound for bird calls. Yep. So that's a good woodpecker sound. And um, I'm using right now, I'm using my Fox Pro call. And I've got probably half a dozen different woodpecker sounds on here. And you've got a different call you're using. Yep. Lucky Duck Premium Decoys. They mostly do waterfowl stuff, but they came out with a predatory section and and they just do a great job at recording sounds and knowing what the coyotes really want. Those are the guys that changed my world of coyote hunting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so here's some different some different uh, woodpecker sounds. This one's called Harry Woodpecker. So then, but there's lots of other birds that get themselves in trouble too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think it makes sense to, if you're in a heavy hunted area or you know that your buddy's just been out hunting and you want to try something different, go with bird sounds or even go deeper. Here's a finch. Yep. So something like that and 
then just be quiet for a while and play it again in like two minutes or so? Yeah, you can. You basically can kind of choose your breaks. I mean, it seems like it works just as well for me doing a minute or two break in between calls or a 30-seconder. Um, just kind of d- depends on what you feel like doing at that moment. But when you take 30-second breaks, you kind of run the risk of calling too often. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coyotes don't like that. Some don't care. Yeah, I'd say about a minute is minute to two minutes is a good good place to start. Okay, so now you're using these prey sounds. What else do you call in besides coyotes? What else shows up? So this last year out in the Maoris, I was using a woodpecker sound actually, and I called in a badger, mm. big old badger. They will definitely come to these bird sounds. Yep, yep. I heard the growling. I was just calling, 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 and I heard just a most god-awful growl just grrr, 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 and was how like, close was he before you saw him uh he was about 100 yards out and he was moving when i first saw him he was running downhill towards me and i thought it was a little coyote because yeah. he was so big yeah for you know that size and threw the binoculars up and i'm like nope that's just a massive badger <laughs> and he came and he got into the bottom and i never saw him again but he was growling like 50 yards away yeah. from me in the tall grass just couldn't see him do you think he smelled you he could have, but he was right in front of me. So unless my wind switched briefly, because mm-hmm. I had a pretty good wind crosswind going mm-hmm. out to my right, and so I would have been surprised if he smelled me. But you never know with these critters. What I've learned with badgers is you shoot when you first get the opportunity because you probably aren't going to see it again. That's that's what's happened with me. I've gotten I think one. <laughs> yeah, I've shot one badger in my whole life. Yeah. Okay, so what else? What else comes in when you're using these bird sounds? Bobcats. Bobcats yeah. love the right. birdies, especially if you can find a quail sound. Some companies have recorded those. Okay. They love quail. Mm-hmm. And I've shot oh, three bobcats now on calls, and I've seen another two or three. Um, and that's what every predator hunter longs for is to call a bobcat in when you're trying to get coyotes and you get yeah. those kitties. Okay, so... What I, what I call in more than anything is ravens. Oh, yeah. Yep. When I see a raven, I think, okay, well, I called good enough to fool that that raven. You know, if it circles two or three times and it still doesn't see me, and maybe it's watching my decoy, or maybe I'm not even using a decoy and it's trying to sort out what's going on there, mm-hmm. then I feel like I've got, okay, pretty good, um, pretty good setup there. But recently... I pay more attention to the ravens because a lot of times there's a coyote below those ravens. And so they're, they're actually watching the coyote. Yep. Absolutely. So one of the last things that I ended up being on a a call set by myself out in the desert, I didn't actually start calling until an hour and 45 minutes into my sit. Oh. So I'm sitting watching a water hole thinking that a coyote's going to come in and drink. But what happened was I saw two ravens or two or three ravens off in the distance and they're looking at something on the ground. I thought, okay, they're probably with a coyote. So I started the call and I called that coyote right from underneath those ravens. Oh, that's awesome. And it came in and held up at like 110 yards, something like that. When a coyote goes broadside, what do you think is going to happen next? When it's run in and now it turns and it goes broadside and it's looking your direction so generally as soon as it stops and it turns broadside and it's looking at me there's no reason that i shouldn't assume that that thing's about to turn away and head the other direction yeah yeah. so you shoot that thing as soon as you can when it's broadside if not 
the next best shot, if it's going directly away from you, that's still a pretty easy shot. Yeah. If it's walking or slow running or something, yeah. get them in the tailbone. Yep. Um, and I, I carry the same philosophy with those birds. If I hear or see a magpie while I'm calling, I get twice as excited. Magpie especially. Magpies have lured me to coyotes more often than ravens or crows. Yep. And so if I see a single magpie, and I'm not even calling, if I see a single magpie on sitting on top of a tree looking at something on the ground, I'd bet you 50 bucks it's looking at a coyote. Yep. I I bet you the same. Mm-hmm. I've killed a lot of coyotes that way. Just be sitting there and this magpie comes flying by and I'm like, looking, looking, looking. And finally you'll see that coyote face pop mm-hmm. up in the bushes and mm-hmm. you're like, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really got to pay attention. And so that's why I'll switch over to something like um, a crow sound, you know, at the end, because they're so linked crows, ravens, or magpies, depending on, you know, the area that you're in. And so I'll, I might do something like with a crow fight. Yeah. And I might let that run for like 60 seconds. And that'd be the last thing that I do and then shut it off. And then I'm going to watch for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Always definitely take your time. And another one, I've killed a lot of coyotes doing this too. You sit for five, 10 minutes after you're done calling. And then you finally stand up, stand up very slowly and make sure you do a full 360 scan for you. Just, turn tail and walk away because i've stood up and now there's a coyote standing right there and i just couldn't see him because a little bit of landscape difference there or there you see them out farther and they're on their way in finally Mm -hmm. and those are the coyotes that sometimes show up at the 30 minute mark or something right and they're not all the same they don't all react the same some will run in some will sit and watch yep one time i got one of those coyotes that just wanted to sit and listen And so I played six different bird sounds and I switched to, I don't know what it was now. I wrote it down, but I switched to a, just one more bird sound and boom, this coyote just started running Yep. and you know, it ran right in at that point. Yep. You found the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. It seems like some of them pick favorites too. Cause like you said, he, he didn't care about this prey or that prey, but he, he wanted that bird sound. Yeah. And I've had that with coyotes. On woodpecker sounds, on the nuthatch sounds, and then also the pup distresses are a great way to end it. Um, especially during that time of year when they're starting to pair up and they're mating, the males get aggressive, the females get aggressive, and they all want to fight. Yeah. And so you can use some of these calls have estrus sounds mm-hmm. and breeding fight sound type things, and then just general fights between adult coyotes or pup coyotes or whatever it may be, or an adult coyote attacking a pup coyote, and those work extremely well at jarring coyotes loose uh last summer out in the beulah unit i just decided to pull over i was headed out for a weekend camping trip for coyotes and decided to pull over for the evening call had 20 30 minutes and so i sat down and about at the 30 minute mark i saw this coyote 800 yards away out there standing in the only green patch in the sagebrush bottom and I was throwing out my calls at him, just changing it up. And he was just doing his own thing, never even looked my direction. But he acted like he wanted to kind of circle around in a big circle. And so I turned on these fight sounds and I see him stop. And he looks up and then he starts trotting a little mm. bit. But he took a really wide circle and I didn't see him for about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden I look at this hill and he's standing on top of it at 100 yards looking at me. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh, better shoot him now. 
Yeah. So he was he was sitting there trying to figure me out, but it was that fight sound that really lured him in. And that coyote had scars all over his face. He was missing a chunk of his ear. He had damage to his rear leg on the left side. He was a fighter. He was a fighter. <laughs> Some of them just like to fight. <laughs> okay, well, I am definitely going to be doing more of that. Yeah, Those fight sounds at the end. That that's, sounds like that's going to be a good takeaway for... Old Gear. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, if you like what we're doing here on Ballistic Chronicles, you can support the show and get in-depth hunting content you won't get anywhere else. Just go to GaryLewisOutdoors.Supercast.Tech or click through in the show notes. Our coffees are Frontier Roast and Fishing Central Oregon Reserve Roast. Our coffees are the right choice for great outdoor moments. Get yours today at GaryLewisOutdoors.com. Our latest book is Bob Nosler, Born Ballistic, the hardcover from Gary Lewis Outdoors. This book tells the story of Bob Nosler with an insight into growing up in the 50s and 60s. Every boy needs a mentor and every boy needs a hero. Heck, even when we're all grown up, we need heroes. And Bob Nosler grew up walking the trails with John Nosler, the founder and inventor of the partition bullet. His father was a self-taught bullet designer and machinist, and Bob took that same focus, turned it on the business, and this now is the story of the life and adventures of Bob Nosler. Get Bob Nosler Born Ballistic at GaryLewisOutdoors.com and Nosler.com, Amazon.com. <laughs>